All right, we're back with another brand new edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. I am Sports Information Director Levi Converse, and I'm joined, as always, by my assistant SID. Morgan Eel. Yeah, I don't need a last name anymore, just um, Morgan. Is well, everybody, right? okay, unless you just want to call me Raz, that's cool too. I mean, you never do, but everybody else knows me as that. You told me you, didn't want, me that. you told me you didn't want me to, so I didn't. No. Uh, no. I, I can't. Like you call me that. I don't okay. know. It sounds weird when you do it. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, I guess because you always have been calling me Morgan from like that's, day one. That's why I haven't so far. So, yeah. all right, we've got an awesome, awesome guest today. Actually, yes. two guests. We've got our first national champion powerlifter, Dulce De La Cruz, and powerlifting head coach and you know direct, assistant AD of athletic performance and what other other title he had. I don't know. Joe Belden's here with all the above. Right. <laughs> Thanks for having us. And, and yeah. is Raz, is that your is that your radio name or? Oh, Raz? Uh, no. Because yeah. um, don't radio personalities I mean, typically have different? Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, I feel like my radio name would definitely have to be like Razzle Dazzle. Um, oh, wow. So I know, right? Because yeah. I saw a little dazzle yeah. in your life, you know. Um, <laughs> but Raz actually, ooh, that definitely started probably my freshman year here. And I've always had kind of the nickname a little bit in high school because also that was that's actually my brother's nickname as well. Everybody just calls us Raz mm -hmm. for some strange and odd reason. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's better than blueberry because or it's strawberry it's or strawberry. That could have had that's an option. Yeah, that's an option. So yeah, Raz has just always well, kind of been here. It's an honor to be in your presence, <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. Well, Morgan, yes. you're getting blown up here. I thought we were going. I thought we were going to blow up Dulce, and we're blowing up you yeah, to start with. Right. So, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Dulce, you've kind of been the the person of the hour recently for us, at least from my perspective. First national champion, first All American, all that jazz coming. What was the experience like going and, and just competing at the recent national meet for you? Uh, it was pretty exciting. Uh, at first, I was really nervous. Like the night before, I couldn't even sleep that good because I was so mm -hmm. nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, the morning of, um, I was just like more excited. Like I was excited to get out there and do what I love to do, you know? Yeah, and, and the feeling to win a national championship, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to comprehend it. Everyone has high goals coming in here. I, every student athlete that I've seen here and everywhere, they come in with high expectations, high goals. They want to win it all. They want to be all-conference, all-American. But to win a national championship, how, how does that feel? Does that suck in, really, that you're a national champion? I mean, that's the top of the hill. Um, not really. I haven't really thought about it. Like, I haven't had time to actually think about it. But, like, when they called my name, I was like, What? I actually did that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was hard work. So I'm like, I'm really proud of myself and like my teammates. Oh, for sure, yeah. And Joe, just so everyone knows, this wasn't an NAI national meet. This was the USA Collegiate National Meet. So we had schools from all over the country competing, not just NAI schools. For anyone that might be confused, so this had to be a great opportunity for you when you were there observing it in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just to show what everyone what Friends University is all about. To, and to people who may not have been familiar with us going in. So it had to be a great opportunity to really show us off and what we're doing. Well, it really was. And I was, you know, really proud of, of not just Dulce, but, but all of our athletes who competed. We took uh, 13 to nationals, and uh, there wasn't an athlete that didn't leave it all on the platform. <clears throat> they, they gave everything they had and very, very proud of their performance and their efforts. And, uh, yeah, when you look, the realization for me, I mean, I'm, I'm – 
they're athletes from Ohio State and yeah. you know and, and Penn State and all over the country. But the realization for me when we looked at the leaderboard, the team leaderboard, and Midland was number one on the women's side, and they're an NAI school. But then it was Ohio State, and then Wisconsin, and then uh, Louisiana Tech, I believe, and then Friends University. Yeah. And a lot of people walking up to us and saying, uh, "Where's Friends University? We've never heard of it. You guys came out of the blue. I mean, where did where did you come from?" And so that was that was uh, that was the eye opener, you know. I think for me is just looking at at our name up there because we we went in with high expectations, and and uh, I knew that we had a good group of uh, of athletes that would perform at a high level. So yeah, it was uh, it was a great a great. Uh, I don't know atmosphere. Uh, you know, it, it was it was pretty cool to to get up and compete on the big stage. It was, and and you're right. It was an eye opener for me when we when we posted the picture of the leaderboard, and you, we saw our name in the in the middle of Wisconsin, Ohio State, yeah. all in Louisiana Tech, and that that was crazy good to finish fifth nationally in Dulce, of course, in her national title. For you coming in here, has the program exceeded expectations for you at this point? I mean, is this kind of where you expected it to be? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know where I expected it to be. I mean, two years ago, I was hired two years ago, and the expectation was to sign five people. Yeah, I remember. The and meeting. so yeah, we signed five people, and so we, we signed seven, and five showed up, and we pulled a few over for others from other sports for that first year and uh, had a really good recruiting class last year. And uh, and things took off, and they've continued to get better and better, and uh, and we've been able to stay injury free. And um, and the great thing about about our team, and and, and Dulce can probably attest to this and, and talk more than about it than than I can. But she's uh, we have a family atmosphere, and everybody you know, and I tell people, everybody I recruit, that if you're more of an individual, if you're not interested in being a good teammate. And making the people around you better, then this isn't probably the place for you. It's good, and so, so that's that's one of the things. And I don't know, would you agree with that? Yes, we push everyone. Like, we support each other. You know, we're always there for each other. It's it's great. From my perspective, I think that's absolutely accurate because whenever somebody wins, I mean, obviously Dulce had the big one, but when everybody wins something, everyone is supportive of the other. It seems like mm -hmm. I mean, they know this is a team accomplishment. To, to finish fifth nationally, so you have to have everybody on board yeah. with everything, and that's that's big time. They'll say what was coming here uh, and achieving what you've already achieved, but coming here, what was the big reason you come to friends in the recruiting process? What was key in making your decision to come here? Um, I just liked it. Like that's um, good. You know, I would always talk to coach on the phone. He like made me feel comfortable coming here, and it, I was just excited. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. And Joe, from your view uh, and uh, we mentioned earlier at the top uh, all the duties and all the hats that you're wearing with the strength and conditioning and, and obviously powerlifting head coach and all that this strange season to, to culminate it like this at the usa collegiate <laughs> national meeting we in august we had our meetings our zoom meetings going into that april march we didn't know what was going to happen i mean we really did we we it was an unknown for all of us yeah F from your view you've been front and center with everything with with the strength and conditioning part powerlifting part all that where, what is your assessment of wh how far we've come and, and what we've actually accomplished? Well, how, how would you view that? Because like we said, we'd say unknown, now we're reaching the, down, the home stretch of the year. 
How would you assess how things have gone so, so far? So now we've shifted the thought more to just strength conditioning in general instead of just powerlifting or a combination yep. of both. Yeah, really kind of a combination of both okay. because for all the teams, it was just it was such an unknown when, when everything mm-hmm. shut down in yeah. March. And well, from you, you're dealing with all the athletes right. pretty much. So right. how would you assess as, a, as an athletic department kind of where we've come and what we've accomplished? I think we did the best we could in the position we were in and uh, – and with the facilities we have and actually you know we it wasn't ideal by any stretch of the imagination we had to cut down the numbers of athletes that we could train at one time now on the positive end there were more athletes that got more individual attention from coaches but on the on the other side we would have athletes split between the multi-purpose room and the weight room and flipping people you know flipping groups back and forth and trying to keep groups together so in in the case for from a social distancing standpoint yeah. and and to make sure we're following covid protocols and for contact tracing purposes wanted to keep these small groups together and not let them intermingle so you know all in all i think that things have gone as well as they could have and uh, and we've you know i mean I, I look at what we did at, at nationals and not just did did people perform at a high level but we had 32 personal records and so you're looking yeah. at 13 lifters and 32 personal records that there's something going well yeah and yeah. and it's a combination of things it's not just my programming it's it's the way these guys push each other it's their desire it's it's their willingness to be coached and uh when we start looking at the groups that uh, that we've been training throughout the rest of the year the the rest of our athletes you know, it's been really tough with game cancellations and they reschedule on a day that they lift and yeah. we can't switch their days around. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it's been really, really hit and miss. Now, those who have been there consistently are making some really good gains. And our goal with some teams has just been simply to keep them recovered and keep them injury free. So, yeah, so I, I think all in all, it, is it the perfect situation? Absolutely not. You know, in a non COVID year, would we do it the same way? No. But, but we did. I think we did a pretty good job servicing, you know, our student athlete population. Yeah, I would agree. And just from from my view too, um, hats off to your work for this because you've been a big component of, of what's made this work this year. And, and we talk about expectations. I remember the meetings two years ago. I remember releasing um, the that uh, we had powerlifting as a program, and we we hired you as a new strength and conditioning coach. Everybody was excited and. But if you told me just two years later we'd be finishing fifth nationally at the women and have a mm-hmm. national champ sitting here, I I don't know if I'd have believed it. I mean, that's amazing mm-hmm. to me. That really exceeded what I thought, and that's just, that's just you all's hard work yeah. and, and dedication well, to it. And I knew when I signed her that we had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when she, yeah, she was because she was because she was that good. You and, were excited. Uh, yeah, excited. yeah. I remember. And yeah. you know, I can't I can't get out of here without you know mentioning that we had we had four other top ten finishers mm-hmm. too yep. in the country with uh, you know Mateo Flores and Tyler Wilson, Bailey Passmore and uh, and Chalen Jimenez. Uh, they they all placed top ten in the country. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though there were some points where. Oh, people might have PR'd in two events, but then bombed out and won, or they didn't do as well as they thought they would have. And and when you start to put things in perspective, most most powerlifters would take two PRs in a meet. You know, no most powerlifters, if you told them, hey, you can be top ten in the country in the first time you've ever attended a national mm-hmm. event, uh, they would say, yeah, that's pretty cool. And so, you know, we had some that, you know, we had four that that were top ten besides besides Dulce. 
Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, and Tyler Wilson, we did a human interest story on him last year mm-hmm. um, that you, you helped me put together. Um, right. His road to, to where he's been has just been amazing. I know for you to watch as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome to see all that how that's come together. So, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Morgan likes to have a couple of fun questions. I do. Uh, she, no, I'm boy. the semi. I'm the semi serious part. I don't know. If I'm ever 100 percent serious, but I'm the semi serious, and Morgan takes over and and kind of wraps it up on a fun note. Oh so. yeah. I like to have fun. We're we're a fun group, right? Yeah. Um, I'm actually very curious because I. Okay, I'm not making fun at all because I think this is so amazing. You're so tiny, but how much do you actually lift? Uh. I my bench is actually ninety five. Holy crap, that's way more yeah. than I can. But hopefully it'll be in the hundred soon. That's my oh, next cool. goal. Uh, I deadlift about two thirty and squat about one ninety. Actually, two. you wow. actually, two or three at the meet. Actually, yeah, two o three is what she what she did for me, and she's a state record holder too, along yep. with several other people on our on our team. So we have I think what five that that have some state records. Yeah, she's phenomenal. That's so stinking awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yep. Oh, man. I guess just because, like, I can't do that, but, I mean, uh, I probably could, but... And just to put things in context for our listeners, uh, uh, Dulce weighs 94 pounds. So that's the weight class that she competes in. Now, she may be a 103 next year. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it got to the point she started packing on a little muscle, and it was kind of uh, it was difficult to keep the weight down. But yeah. that's, so that's so awesome. Yep. Oh man, sorry. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm, really sh- I'm yeah. really just that's, that's yeah. So she so she deadlifts and squats over over twice her body weight. So oh my gosh, that's but, almost over twice my body weight, and I'm actually yeah. a fairly bigger person, not huge by any means. <laughs> that's <but> definitely <laughs> astounding. Wow, it really is something. That's so I'm so, I am so Thank that's you. okay. I'm gonna be like a cheerleader for you guys now. This is do you, so cool. Do you want our autograph while we're here? Yes, I do. That's a formality. Yeah, that's a formality. I think it's not gonna be the last one she signs. I don't think uh, no, either. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, like I came I came from a high school that like powerlifting was not really like a thing, especially not for girls. It mm-hmm. was always just the guys that did it. It was never the girls that did it. And so that's why I just find this so cool, so amazing. And you, you didn't go to school know. in Texas, did you? I did go to school in Texas. Did you really? Did you? I did. Wow, because uh, that that is a hotbed for powerlifters. That's really? where that's where Dulce's from. Yeah. What what part of you? Um, Floresville, which is close like to San Antonio. Ah, mm. gotcha. She's more Houston. Yeah, we're more in, Houston. More Houston. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, our biggest thing was football and volleyball. Our head coach for volleyball, she had nine state championships, uh, two in tennis, and our football head coach, he's just, he's also our athletic director, and that's all he really knows is football, you know? So (laughs) that was our things, but yeah, and it was never really encouraged for girls. And then, like, what kind of made you want to go into powerlifting? Uh, my brother, actually. He he was a senior, and I was a freshman in high school. And he was also in the powerlifting team. And I think I was in the basketball team during that time, and I didn't really enjoy it. But he was like, you know what? You should try this sport. And, you know, it's really good. You'll have fun. You'll make friends. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. You know, see what it is yeah. and I enjoyed it for a little bit 
for like two years I was like mm, I'm not sure I didn't have a really good coach you know uh, he only cared about like two other girls and the rest of the team was like eh. mm-hmm. but then coach G came coach G came yeah. and man oh man <laughs> I started loving the sport you know he was he was a great coach he pushed me to my max all the time it was amazing and he made my job easier. Yep. <laughs> when, you, when you recruit kids that come from, from good programs and they've been coached up well, you know, then we don't have to break a lot of bad habits. And, uh, and you know, the kids from Floresville, we've got two more coming next year um, that, that have committed and they're going to sign here in a couple weeks. You know, I, I know that they're going to come in coached up. And, and ready to go so and he's using a lot of the same we talk on the phone on a regular basis he's using a lot of the same conjugate methodology that that we're using as well so so anyway I feel really good about that as well, we'll take all those Floresville kids we can get oh yeah if they come up they, they've got to know that if they're not a national champion in year one <laughs> <they're> <laughs> definitely got, it's a big shoes to fill <laughs> big shoes to fill yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's a legacy that they're going to have to live up to mm-hmm. and then probably my final question just because I asked this question for everybody and both of you can definitely answer this I'm sure I might know probably the answer to it but like so far what is probably your funniest memory that you have here so far? Oh boy. I know it's hard. Huh? I'm so focused I don't laugh at anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I know <laughs> but but Dulce probably has some. Uh not really. No, I'm more, more serious, you know. Hey, she's locked in and focused. She's yeah. a champion. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when she does, you know, everybody comes into the weight room, and they, the powerlifting crew, they all act like they haven't seen each other in a year. They all come in, and they sit around and talk, and we warm up differently in powerlifting because they all have to learn to warm up on their own mm-hmm. and address their own weaknesses and their own needs because during a powerlifting meet, everybody's scattered, and you know, and, and warming up at different times, but once they start working, they get focused quick. And so when she said, oh, I'm pretty focused, she, she is, everybody comes in and they chat and, you know, <laughs> once again act like they haven't seen each other forever, and then it's go time. Yeah. And it's time to get to work. So. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. But hey, when you're a champion, that's something's working, obviously, <laughs> the, the formula the formula is a success. Mm-hmm. Well, so. she makes me look like a good coach. So that's he is a good coach. <laughs> so, so I just, you know, I keep recruiting a bunch of Dulces, then we're we're in great shape. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Well, we thank you both for joining us today. It was awesome. Thank awesome you. talk and incredible accomplishments. I think that we all can take pride in. It's fun to watch and fun to follow and just keep it going right. for both of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank All you. right, yeah, Thank thanks, you. For, thanks for coming by. Yep. That is Joe Belton, our powerlifting head coach, assistant AD of athletic performance, and who knows what else. Dulce De La Cruz, uh, our first powerlifting national champion. So awesome to have them both with us. That's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to cover. So, yeah, big things are still coming, definitely, for the powerlifting program. I'm still just, like, amazed. I don't know why, but I am. Yeah, it's incredible what what they've done really in two years because as I said, if I thought that this would happen in in a a two-year span, a national champion and a fifth-place overall finish, I'm not for sure 
I would have been honest if I thought that was coming, but it has, and it's, and it's incredible. Like, it really is crazy. Like, y'all, y'all don't understand. Like, he's literally only... I've only worked with Coach B, like, with volleyball and stuff like that for that... For two years, maybe? Like, I think he came whenever I was... Half, it was, like, halfway through my sophomore year, I think, when he came. And so I've only worked with Coach B for this amount of time, and that's not even full-time, but I can only imagine, like, what all he does for these powerlifting people. And it's not like they did bad last year, really, either. Like, I mean, they didn't really go to a national meet or anything because they were just starting out. But um, that's just it's really so amazing at, like, how much he has done and how much he has improved mm-hmm all of us as athletes in just this short amount of time that he's been here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. It's so amazing. He's he's an amazing guy, and I'm so proud of Dulce because, like, I'm I'm sorry, but I wish I was 95 pounds, not going to lie. But, like, for her to lift, like, almost twice my own weight, like, wow, that's so amazing to me that's, that people can actually do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't... I don't know. I'm just baffled by it because I'm like, this is so cool. It's so amazing. I'm like, humans are amazing. People are awesome. Yeah, they really just is, amazing for sure. They amaze sure. me. No doubt about that. So, other athlete, other events going on tomorrow. Baseball today. Baseball was originally supposed to play at St. Mary with a three o'clock first pitch to open that series up. There's rain and storms apparently in Leavenworth, Kansas, which doesn't surprise me. It's very cloudy. I'm going to storm here later, too. It's going to storm here, yeah. Um, So that game has been postponed. So they'll play a doubleheader tomorrow at noon. That was already Mm -hmm. scheduled, but a doubleheader tomorrow at noon. And then one game Sunday at 1 p.m. at St. Mary. So that's baseball series for this weekend. Track, outdoor track and field. The men's and women's Falcons is at the Tabor College Invitational. Oh, yeah. They had... A few athletes compete at the Wichita State KT Woodman Classic last weekend, but cool. this weekend they are. Head coach Henry Run told me they are bringing a full cast to, to, to compete this weekend at Tabor, so we'll keep an eye on that. That's awesome. We'll, Good we'll luck have, to them. Right. We'll cover that. We'll have coverage of that as well. So, softball is off this weekend. They'll be back home on Tuesday, April 27th, to wrap up the regular season at home against Southwestern College. Baseball is also home that night against Central Christian for one game. At 6 p.m. So that's what's that's the next home event so coming mm-hmm. up on campus will be next Tuesday. Yeah. Speaking of this weekend with baseball, baseball did end up winning against Southwestern. Yes, which was a huge deal because big they win. they it was a very big win. They ended up winning what 11 to one. Yes, in the eighth one. inning. Yeah, yeah. It was really awesome. Not gonna lie. A run rule victory, four uh, home runs. Yeah, we they yeah. were on fire. Yeah, on Saturday. No, not Saturday. Sunday. It was Sunday, right? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was earlier this week. It was earlier this yeah, week. Yeah. Holy poop! That Tuesday. was this week. Oh, oh yeah. my stars! See, this is Does that how make bad. it seem like a longer week it or seemed, a shorter week? It seemed like a longer week, I think. Yeah. It was on Tuesday. Four home runs. Sam right. Engberg hit wow. two home runs, and he hadn't have a career yeah. home run. And they were back to and back he too. Back to back plate appearances. You it never know so where you're going to get in baseball. Sam Engberg with two home runs and back to back plate appearances. He didn't have a career home run coming into that game, but he hits two and back-to-back. That just has been awesome yeah. feeling to, to do that. That was so, so cool. And, like, after his first home run, Ellery Rivera ended up hitting a home run right after that one. Yeah, went back-to-back. Which was just so, so incredible to see. They, it was fun to watch this week, This week, not going to lie. 
Wow, that does not feel like that was earlier this week. What day was that? Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Tuesday was baseball because softball was Wednesday night against Oklahoma Wesleyan. They split that um, in a key KCAC series. So, yeah. Man, my days are way off, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's okay. It's all good. We're getting it back together. Yeah, you're getting slowly. Slowly getting it back together. Put back together. Yeah, Uh, but that was a huge win for them because they had previously won their first games against Southwestern, and then they went over to Southwestern and ended up losing. So they ended up winning the series 2-1. Yeah, I guess, yep, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, they did win the but, series, um, the season series. Yes, that, that is correct. Yep. They win there, yeah. So yeah. that's really awesome to see. I, uh, hopefully they can continue that streak with uh, St. Mary yep. this weekend. They beat St. Mary big earlier this week, earlier mm-hmm. this year in a non-conference series yep, here. Yeah, I remember that. Um, they won both those games big. But um, tomorrow will be at St. Mary. It will be a, it will be a KCAC series tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So or the, tomorrow and, and Sunday, three-game series. So. Yep. So, so yeah, exciting that's what's news. That. Exciting yeah, news. yeah, we're down. As we said, we're down the stretch here in this this year. It's been crazy, different adjustments everywhere. Had to adapt, but we've made it, and we're closing it out. It's it's actually wound up being a pretty fun year for me. And I didn't didn't know if I'd say that going into this year or not. But we've actually yeah. done everything I've wanted to do. Um, we've we've accomplished a lot with our athletic department, and it's, it's all been fun. So, it'll be fun to see how it how it ends, how it come how. It, how it concludes, because we've still got a little bit more left in this story. Yes, we do. Not quite done yet, but we're kind of down the stretch of it. So, all right. You want to talk a little bit about MLB? No. Sure. Let's go. Your Astros, as of now, are winning 8 to nothing today. Let's go. Over the Angels. They're getting back on track. Um, yeah, because they got off to a really hot start. And yeah. they struggled. They struggled. But now they look like they are they're right back right back where they need to be, no. At least today, no. As of right now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that's that that track stays on because we need it to. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We don't so, need it to. So Astros won last night eight to two. They play the Angels again tonight. So the day the day was just mixed up. But they won eight to two last night. To, and they play the Angels again tonight. That series continues. And let's look at the standings here. See where your Astros are at. They are actually right now. They're still in last place in the West. Yeah. At eight and ten, three and a half out from the top. The Mariners surprisingly are leading. Really. They are twelve and seven. Yeah. That is interesting. But the A's are red hot. They've won eleven straight. Now they're now twelve. So they start out one and seven. Was the Astros swept them in a four-game series to start mm-hmm. the year? But and the A's start out one and seven. They're now twelve and seven. They've won eleven straight. Seems like the A's do that every year though. They get on a really hot streak, and they 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 usually are our playoff contender. Yeah. Every year, the A's always get on a run like that. They won twenty in a row back in two thousand two. I know a lot of people remember that being the year that, or the the movie Moneyball was made based yeah. off of that year. So, <laughs> Billy Bean with the A's, that, that movie came out of that year in 2002 because they had lost Jason Giambi. They had lost uh, some of their top players in free agency because they're a small market team. And they built it with a Moneyball philosophy. And uh, looking at things such as batting average or on base percentage, basically. All that kind of stuff, uh, analytical, uh, 
And it's kind of been the way MLB has trended to now. It had a big impact on how MLB is, is ran now with analytics. But, and the A's still do that. They still employ that. So it's, it's still working for them because they're a contender every year. Mm-hmm. My Cardinals are the exact same way your Astros are. They're 8-10. and 10, Also in last place in the NL Central. Three games back out of first place. They're the most, they got to be the most inconsistent team, though, in the majors. Because they'll <laughs> score 11 runs in a game. They, I mean, then they'll get shut out the very next day. Yeah, that's very true. So they're very inconsistent hitting the baseball. It needs to change. It needs to change quickly. Uh, they're throwing back around like I anticipated them doing this year. And I still, there's still plenty of time. But, yeah, they need, they need, to, they need to get things going. So NBA back, NBA action. Anthony Davis come back with the Lakers last night. The Mavericks still won. Lakers are down to a fifth seed right now in the Western Conference. Utah leading the West and leading the league. Phoenix is in is the number two seed as of right now. So the West is wild as always. Stephen Curry has been on an absolute tear for the Warriors shooting the basketball. Shooting the basketball, he's right back in the MVP conversation. Now, he's already won oh, two, wow. but he's right back in the MVP conversation now with the way he is he is playing. So, about a month left to the playoffs start in the NBA, a little less than a month before the playing game on May the playing tournament on May the 18th. So, they've got kind of a home stretch of that season, too, but still, still some games left, obviously. So, we got some randomness today. Anything random? Poop, I forgot. Is that so? That's random. That's my random. I forgot. That's your random because you um, never forgot a ra- random. I've so. never forgotten a randomness. That is so thing. random. No. That is so random that you actually forgot about it. No. I know. I'm like, that is so random. I don't remember. I don't yeah, know that, it, but you know what? That's the most random thing we could have because no, that is like your favorite topic. I know. That's, that's why like it doesn't get any more random than that. That you actually forgot a random topic. I know. Today. That's why I'm like, what is That's going on? That's the most here? random thing we could have talked about. Well, today is actually Travis's birthday. I know that. Okay. I guess if that's random. Kind of. Uh, kind of. Yeah, it's my boyfriend's birthday. Kind of. Kind of random. Kind of. But I got that. I still um, think it's more random, but you actually forgot a random topic. I know, right? Um... <laughs> I'm not a hardcore think about those now. I don't remember. Well, we can, we can move on. We can move on. No. Yeah. And if you think of something at the end, then we can bring it up. No. Well, I mean, like, there's... I made an up bowl to go with my up plate. Okay. During the walkout, I did make an up bowl. Hang on, I gotta show you a picture of it because it's super cute. It makes me happy. Hang on. I gotta find the picture first. There it is. Look at my little bowl that I made. Okay. Isn't it cute? Adventure is out there. Yeah. That's that's kind of random. Yep. Isn't that cute though? Yep. That's kind of random. A little I bit. That was cute. It is. It is very nice. Sharp. Yeah. That's good art artistry. Oh, heck yeah. You know that. Yeah. Good work. All right. Creative juices were flowing, right? Oh, yeah. Always. All right. So, do you have a scheduled devotion for today? I do. All right. Let's go to the devotion. Okay. This is so random. You forgot a random topic. I don't know. Oh. Most random thing that we've ever done on here. No. Well, I mean, it happened on the topic of like black-eyed kids. If that's 
is anything, I guess. I don't know. You've never heard of Black Eyed Kids? Apparently not. You've never heard Apparently of not. So, so oh, my me. stars. Enlighten me on it. Maybe that's today's random topic. Okay, so. Black Eyed Kids. Okay. Keep in mind. I've heard of Black Eyed Peas. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, now keep in mind, I, I swear I'm not a bad or evil person in any way. Obviously, I'm very much Christian. But I find these topics very intriguing. I like to listen to this podcast called Astonishing Legends. They're all legends. Some of them could be true. Some of them can't be true. We don't really fully know. You know, it's like it's like the topic of, like, ghosts. You know, it's a topic of, like, the, mo- the Mothman legend. You know, like, D- Bigfoot, aliens, whole nine yards. You know, like, those types of, like, legends, quote-unquote. You know, like, astonishing things. Well, right now, I'm listening to their episodes on the Black Eyed Kids. So, Black Eyed Kids are these, they're, they're basically demons, in a way. That's not necessarily their full, like, category. I don't know exactly what their category is, but they're, they're, they're associated with demons. That's about all I know. And they're obviously kids. Like, they range, it usually is like two kids, like a pair of two and it can be girls or it can be boys um they're usually not mixed though it's usually boys or girls and one's always like older and the other and they always have a smaller one too um they say that the older one's usually close to like 14 ish maybe a little younger but like around that time and then the other one is always just younger like eight seven eight years old you know and they're very like monotoned and they always they they always wear like grungy looking clothes. Like they're not your typical kids that you would see running around, right? But um, and they always have their head down, usually, or like they don't usually like look up at you because obviously their biggest feature and giveaway is their their black eyes, obviously, right? So basically, they come to your doorstep and are like, hey. Can I use your phone? Let me inside. Or, like, in your car, like, can you give me a ride home? Can you give us a ride home? Or something, just let us in. They want to be let into your home or let into your vehicle, let into whatever you are in. Like, they want inside. And they're extremely hard to get rid of because once they're inside, they don't want to leave. And usually encounters with them can, um, like, if you actually let them inside, some of the symptoms that you can have is that you feel really sick. You feel really nauseous. Mm. One, they smell really bad. So, I mean, Weird. they smell like... The best way that it was described to me is like rotten eggs. They just have a bad odor. To It's not really sulfury, but it's like... Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, demons are actually associated with the smell of sulfur. Yeah. And, um, but they don't really have a sulfur. It just smells, it's just a bad odor. Like, a really bad, like, B.O. type thing, you know? Um, so that's one of their features that is really kind of hard to get over. But, like, people want to help them, want to let them in because they're they're kids. You know? Quote-unquote kids. Um... And it's not really, like, a possession type of thing at all. No, like, it's legit. These things, 
formed as kids. Like, they're not possessing kids or anything. No, like, that's not the case in this. They're legit actual, like, things. Creatures that have taken this shape. And, um, so basically what can happen if you do end up letting them inside, one, they don't want to leave. You can't get rid of them. Or it's very, very, very hard to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Two, they, uh, you'll, you'll start to feel sick and nauseated. Uh, three, your nose will start to bleed. Four, you get very mentally disoriented. And five, they could actually potentially kill you. So, no. it's very intriguing. It is very interesting. Sorry. So I mean, I don't care. Time. Like, to, to never. Okay. If you ever have, like, a knock on your door, and they say that it can happen at any time, but usually it's, it's at night. Usually it's at nighttime that it happens. And sometimes those that don't let them in, if you're rude to them, they can still harm you somehow some way supposedly i don't know if that's necessarily true i mean i don't know if any of this is true so don't quote me on anything i don't know if any of this is true only the people that have fully actually experienced it would know if it's true or not right so um i'm just basing it off of what they what they're saying and what people have told them because like the thing about this podcast is that like they're not full-on straight-up believers you know like they definitely are very rational people that are like okay this could have they're open-minded rational thinkers if that if that makes sense they're very open-minded about it just like me like i'm very open-minded about it but i think rationally on this like does it could this actually legit happen Mm, i don't know but do i have an open mind about it do i like learning about it absolutely because i think it's interesting because what if this situation does happen you need to know this stuff right (laughs) That's how I see it. Like, I feel like if, if I needed this situation or this information, I'm going to need it, you know? <laughs> but I'm also that person that's, like, very paranoid about a lot of stuff. So I like to be prepared. But um, if you don't let them in, you just have to hold your ground because they will stay there for hours on end, screaming and beating down your door trying to get in. Because, but they can't get in without your permission. Like, you have to give them permission to come inside your home. So, but they will keep bugging you until you give them permission. Wow. So, it's intriguing. So, if you ever, like, notice a kid or, like, you notice something that, like, won't look up at you, don't, and they're very monotone. Like, they're very, like, whenever you hear, like, a a robot recording, that's kind of how it is. They're not, like, this necessary... They don't have the same demeanor as a kid their age. You know, they definitely act different. But, like, most people's instinct is to let them in and help them because they're kids, right? But, yeah, honestly, I'm sorry, but if I have anybody banging on my door at, like, 11 o'clock at night, I'm probably not going to answer, period, so... Oh. That's good advice. I'm just saying. Just don't answer the door at 11 <laughs> just o'clock. Just don't night. answer the door. If you, unless you know somebody is coming, don't answer the door if it's 11 o'clock at night. Maybe you can look out your window or like peek through your little peephole type yeah. of thing, but don't ever open and answer the door. That's just friendly advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether or not you actually have an interaction with these things or not, I don't know. But... Th- just for your own personal safety, don't do it. <laughs> In general, just don't answer it at like 11 o'clock at night. But yeah, so it's really intriguing. And I'm kind of like digging learning about it. Like, I've actually learned so much about the with this stinking podcast. Like, it's insane. Probably one of my favorite podcasts, though, is The Sally House. 
and I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to learn about ghosts and spirits and different things like that, and just kind of like the unknown because we don't really know, right? So it's kind of kind of interesting. Plus, I believe we have a ghost in my own home. So her name is Miss Crutchfield, and it's cool. Yeah, I'm giving you the look. Okay, she can. Uh, mm. Shout out to Miss Crutchfield. Woo! I'm giving you the look. <laughs> yeah, me and you have had this topic, uh, this. We have this talk plenty of times. It's cool. I did a research paper on it. It's cool on mediums and psychics. I find this stuff intriguing. I think it's interesting. Now, do I fully believe in it? No, but. Do I think it's really awesome, and do I have, like, hints of it? Absolutely, because I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I don't think all mediums or psychics are mediums and psychics. What I think is sometimes some people can maybe have, like, some sense. Like, it's like a good intuition type of feeling, you know? Like, man, I just had a really good intuition feeling about that, you know? If that kind of makes sense. However, like, we've actually legit seen Miss Crutchfield. Like, we know she's there. And it's one of those things that if you, if you, you kind of have to see it to believe it. Seeing is believing, literally, in this type of situation. So that's why I'm like, everything else that I learn about, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, so it's like the black eyed kids. Like, I mean, I still have fear that they could be real, but I'm like, at the same time, I, I'm like, okay. In order for me to fully believe this, I think I'm going to have to see it. And I hope I never do see it. I just want to learn about it. So. <laughs> but if I do see it, I'm prepared <laughs> for what to do. There you go. Well, that really took us to a different path of randomness. Sorry, I just saw that on my other pod on my podcast stuff because my devotion is on podcast. And so I was looking at the previous podcast I was listening to. And it was actually the Black Eyed Kids. And I forgot about that. Okay. So that wasn't actually right. supposed to be a random topic. I promise you that. I don't, but... know, I don't know if I would say that's a perfect segue to our devotional, but it ha our devotional's next, so it, there's your segue. I feel like this should be a good time to go to a devotional. Now, we just got done talking about demons. Maybe I'm we should go to a say. devotional. I, say, I don't know if this is a perfect segue or not, but the, it is what it is. Uh, it's close enough, right? So, like I say, like I say, almost every single podcast that we do, I get all of my devotions from the the Big Life Pod, devotional podcast with Pamela Krim. Absolutely amazing. Go look her up if you ever want to. If you ever want to listen to any kind of podcast. Um, but today's podcast is called "In Your Fire." Sometimes life gets a little fiery. Things go wrong. Good is threatened, and you're left to face an uncertain situation that could potentially get worse. Or it will get worse, you know? So, like, what do you do when you start feeling the heat? Like, what do you... What do you do when the flames grow bigger? What do you do when things go up in smoke? Like, I know that I definitely have had this... I think everybody has had this happen at some point in their life where they're like, Okay, this is just too much so much is going on oh my stars it feels like we're just getting thrown into the fire but like how do what do you how do you feel about it like what do you do what do you do when this happens well i think first of all 
you have to assess the situation where you're at. You have to have a plan to relax and again look at the situation. You don't want to panic, and then you and then you pray. You have to pray because that's when we pray. That's that's our conversation with God about everything that's going on. So no matter how bad the fire is. Mm-hmm. We know God's with us, but yet we still have to keep the communication lines open with, with the Lord. And um, and really just... But again, it's easier said than done, though. When, when, you, when you're in the middle of adversity and you're facing something negative or going through a fire, it's it, it's hard. Really, that's really good. it's a good reminder to be already prayed up and close to the Lord before that happens. Because yeah. uh, um, when you're in the middle of something, it's not really a good time to all of a sudden be getting reacquainted with, with God. That's yeah. not, it's not a good time to do it. So... I think prior to that, that's really part of our daily life, mm-hmm. is, is staying close to the Lord. Because we know He's in the fire with us, but we just have to have that assurance that, you know, we're yeah. right, we're in the right relationship well, with, him like, and, and with Him. Well, and it makes this question, like, does He not have the power to stop it? Or does He just not care enough to stop it? You know, like... I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes we do question that. I'm. I'm sure that I've done it. I'm pretty positive I've done this before. Like why? Why is this happening? Like we pray to him and ask why, why, why. And in all honesty, like we're not perfect. So stop asking why all the time because he is right there with us. If our God is both powerful and loving, then why isn't he showing up with blaring sirens and flashing lights in your fire? Well, I'm going to be real honest with you and tell you there have been times where the 911 emergency prayers are not answered. Yep. It's so true. Sometimes your emergency prayers will not be answered. There are always unanswered prayers. And sometimes those that are like just the informational prayers do get answered. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. And you're starting to question, okay, what is going on? But, um, <laughs> sorry. And, it was right then that like sorry I lost my train of thought in what I was going to say that story of my life right Um, (laughs) sometimes not always yeah I know right he was only to be contacted for emergency purposes which is not true God should not only be contacted for emergency purposes just like you said he should be a part of our daily routine he should be a part of our daily life we should be talking to him daily and not just when we need him most he's not here to just put out fires guys like he's he's not our God is so awesome and truly amazing and it will do so so many amazing things for you however if you're just using him for emergencies, then he's probably not going to respond to you very well. He's not going to make things worse, no. But he's, obviously, he won't make things worse for you. But he's not going to answer it right away. He's not going to answer that 911 emergency prayer for you right away because we need him 
beforehand as well. And we'll need him after that. So... Da, 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 da. If... If I called on him in prayer when it wasn't a real emergency, I might be fined or something. Seriously, that's the way I viewed prayer. That's what she says. Sorry. Why? Because in my head, he was busy doing bigger, more important things for people in bigger fires than my own. Is that the way you treat prayer? Your knees are reserved for when you really can't stand. What a trick of the enemy to make us look around in our fire and believe God is answering insignificant requests while ignoring our own. It is a nasty twist on the truth to make us believe God can only handle one request at a time. So instead of bringing everything to the Father, we stand at the back of the line as if our needs are not important. I mean, there is no line. Right. So what are we waiting for? Sit there and pray for him. I'm not, I might say that not all emergency prayers are going to be answered. There are many unanswered prayers. You know, it's, and that's okay. But you know what? Your prayer or your needs are no less, you are not less important than somebody else. Mm -hmm. You are equal, you are equally made to have this in he is unlimited we put limits on god but he is unlimited he is everywhere he is here for us even in the times that we don't need him he is still here for us yeah i i and that's true that's something i think we fail to comprehend mm -hmm. is uh, and i this boggled my mind as a kid and it really still boggles my mind if i have to be honest uh, god is omnipresent he's everywhere so, and the devil's not omnipresent. Yep. He can only be in one place at one time. So, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He created the earth. He's everywhere in it. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that we think we're just kind of, you know, left out in the cold. There's a number to God and just, no, actually the Bible says the opposite. Yeah. The Bible says that God knows that how many numbers are on our head. He counts the numbers. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he knows us and in depth um everything about us so i mean we're unique to god well i mean in genesis um i believe yeah genesis chapter 1 verse 31 it says then god saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good he saw it all he is everywhere he is in the mountains he's in the seas the islands the deserts the constellations the faraway planets even like he is everywhere and everything that he sees is good it is very good in in fact and yeah. dang it. he he watches just as much as he's watching me today he's also watching you mm -hmm. he sees everything sorry i'm just gonna keep saying that because that's like overwhelming it to is. me like he yeah. that is so amazing like, I mean, like, that's like the God's got the whole world mm -hmm. in his hands. The little, yeah, like, I Sunday school song. Yeah. I remember that. Why that just came to my mind, I don't know. Yeah. But it was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, he literally does have the whole world in his hands. And he can see everything. And that's so amazing to mm -hmm. me. Like, our God is so awesome and amazing that he literally can see everything. Mm-hmm. 
is so cool to me. Sorry. Like, you are not a burden to God. You are not burdening him with your requests. You are not burdening him or stealing his power from him or anything or like jumping in front of other people like line cutting, you know, because there is no line. He is, he's everywhere. Just as much as he's here right here with us, he is there with you too. Like, um, oh, it also says right here, like, um, he, his power is for you. He cares. Remember the story of the three guys who were thrown into a fiery furnace? Oh, I do remember this one. By the king because they refused to worship his golden statue. It's the first Bible story um, that she'd ever heard as a teen. Um, That's very good, yeah. But like... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yep. At the time... um, Or, well, hang on. So... This God who could save these guys from going in the fire, but he didn't. He did not. He didn't actually physically go in and save them from the fire. No, what happened is God. Oh, hang on. Hang on. It says that. Well, here I'll just read it from like her perspective. Just this is her story. Um, I learned about this God who could save three guys from going in the fire, but he didn't. I learned about this God who let people of unshakable faith go right in the fire when he could have stopped it. And I learned about a God who used it all for good. A God who had a bigger plan at work, and through the fire he would work. Through the fire God works. I would rather he never he never allow I would I would never I would rather he never allow the fires. I would prefer a I'm pretty sure everybody would prefer not going into the fire, right? Like right. everybody would right. prefer that. But this is God working. Sometimes God soaks us in a something downpour and Sometimes he allows wildfires to grow, but this is God's working. This is our opportunity to trust in God. I mean, you can even take the the uh, the story about Daniel going into the lion's den. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. stories like this. I mean, no, that wasn't physically a fire, him going into the lion's den. But when he came out, everybody was expecting him to be, well, gone. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't. He Because of his faith and because God had him go in the, he could have easily set like stormed down and said no he's not going into the the lion's den no like blah 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 you know but he didn't and because he didn't he was able to work while he was in the lion's den to prove mm-hmm. a point that he is still here yeah yeah that's good stuff because we don't sometimes we think god has to rescue us like, yes. god always rescues us from going through bad things no he doesn't no. rescue us always from going through bad things sometimes he does but he's always with us during those bad things he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they even asked, wait a minute, I've seen three men in there, but where'd that fourth man go? Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's there with them in the fire. He didn't save them from the fire, but he's there with them in the fire, and they were not harmed. Daniel went in the lion's den, but God shut the mouths of the lions, for they would not harm him, because Daniel had his faith in God. David had to go face the giant. He actually faced Goliath. He didn't cower down, and Goliath just died on his own. No. Uh, You know, David actually had to... Fire the slingshot and and knock Goliath out and kill him mm-hmm. on that. So all these things, God, um, He goes with us as we approach these battles. But yes. He don't save us from them all the time. We have to face it 
Yeah, yeah he's with us as we face it. Mom. You will not walk alone in this. You will not walk this alone. None of your fires are too big for him. None of your challenges or struggles are too much for him. It, but they're not going to be too much for you either. Because as much as you don't, you probably don't think he does. He cares. I mean, I'd hope you would think he cares. But, like, some people do question it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. But as much as you think, oh, man, what if God doesn't care in this moment in time? He does care. And he's right there with you. You are not alone in this. As much as you want to feel that you are alone in this and that you have to do this all by yourself, you do not. Because God is right there with you, facing it every step of the way with you. How you walk through this fire makes a difference in not only your life, but in the lives of others. Others are watching you. Will they see you walking with God? Will they see you struggle and keep going in faith? Will they see how God uses all of this for good? You don't have to hide your struggles. If you hide your struggles, how you hide how God strengthens us, strengthens as well. It's always said that, like, if we, I mean, we have to cast our anxieties onto Him. Like, we have to seek Him to get through it. Yep. Yep. And just remember that he he really is right here with you every step of the way as much as you are struggling or as much as that how however big or hot that fire is right now, you will make it through because God is right there with you. He won't let it get so bad that you cannot stand anymore. Yeah, like the verse in First Peter says, cast all of your anxieties on him. Mm -hmm. Not some of your anxieties, all not a little bit, not most of your anxieties, all of them. All of them. On him. Because yep. he cares for you. He does. He really and truly does. He really is an awesome guy. Yep, for sure. Very good devotion. That was, I, I enjoyed it. I, He's got the whole I enjoyed world. I know that song. I remember saying that as a kid. There's two songs I remember singing as a kid. That one and Father Abraham. Oh my gosh, Father Abraham. Do you ever remember uh, that song? No. I do. I do remember Father Abraham. How long that song was. It took up, seemed like, half the church service to oh sing it. Oh my stars. <laughs> Such a long one. I have actually so many, like, technically, like, Sunday school songs that you could probably potentially think of. But I also went to a really amazing um, summer church camp called Camp Lone Star and we had yeah. so many different songs that yeah. it was just yeah. fun. Like we had a song called The Sea of Galilee. That was probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Of all time. I don't know why, but it was just <laughs> it was just fun. And then like uh Lemon Hut. Oh yeah. It's called Lemon Hut. Really? I just it was it was just fun. It was always a fun time. Some of my greatest memories were probably from that camp. It's insane. I want to go back so bad. That's awesome. Hey, but, you, yeah. need, you need to go back sometime. I do. I need to go back sometime. Go revisit the youth and the mm -hmm. recreate it. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once COVID goes away. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Basically, when COVID goes away, then I'll go. There you go. There you go. Well, we're, we're down this home stretch in that, too, hopefully. Mm hmm. And it is your turn to pray. I do, it is, I do know that. Yeah, it is. So I'm getting ready to pray us out, but we're thankful for um, powerlifting head coach Joe Belden and national champion Dulce De La Cruz joining us today. Remember baseball tomorrow on the road at St. Mary and Sunday. Back home Tuesday night versus Central Christian. Softball also at home versus Southwestern. So great time today. Let me pray us out, and we'll talk to you again soon. Lord, we're thankful for today. We're thankful 
for Joel and Dulce for joining us today. We're thankful for Morgan and the work that she does and the work that she's getting ready to do for you. I know you got her plan already lined out and the people she's going to meet and what she's going to be able to accomplish for you to further your mission. So we're thankful for that. We're thankful this university campus wide our athletic department staff and student athletes. We ask that just a special blessing and protective hand upon all of them. Um, this allows us to continue to bring people closer to you and allow us to use wisdom and discernment to ascertain your will and to always do your will and just keep us close to you and draw us closer to you and keep protective hand upon us always in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks again for joining us today. Have a great rest of your weekend. We will talk to you again next week. Whoop whoop.